Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. We are going to be reading um, Acts chapter 16 as we continue going through the New Testament chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Um, Real quick, if for some reason you're just jumping ahead to Acts chapter 16, I would like to point you back um, to Acts chapter 1 and to, to go through the whole book of Acts in order... Um, so you can kind of get a full picture of the early church and um, kind of get a bigger, clearer picture of, of where things are, are at as far as the pioneer of the first century Christian church. Because I think sometimes all too often what we do is we jump here, jump there, um, you know, and we select just core portions of scripture that we want you know, that maybe make us feel good. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with any of that, but I really truly believe in order to get the full context um, that we really need to read at least a chapter at a time. Um, So I want to point you back to start back at Acts chapter 1 and go in order. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3. Because really what what you're going to see painted... Um, is the advancement and in, in the you know the the spread of Jesus Christ even after he's dead resurrected gone to heaven you're gonna still see that his message and who he is and what he's about is still um, being pushed through the land um, so now we're at chapter 16 and we um, are getting ready to see Paul launch his second missionary journey Um, and we will pick up in verse number one Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra where there was a young disciple named Timothy his mother was a Jewish believer but his father was a Greek believer Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and in Kenium So Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. In deference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left. For everyone knew that his father was a Greek. Then they went from town to town instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. Um, So we see strengthening and growing, those two key components with the early church. Um, And I think, uh, real quick, I just want to say that, you know, when, when we read Scripture, when I read Scripture, I read Scripture and I allow Scripture to say what it has to say. Um, Because it's giving us a history of what was said some 2,000 years ago. Um, And so when I read it, I leave it in that context. But having said that, you can pick things up from then and apply it to today. That's The Bible is very, very applicable to our lives. Um, It's very relatable um, because you can just take certain truths from the Scripture without trying to replay or redo or copy Paul you know Shane is not Paul 
I'm not called to do what Paul did exactly how Paul did it. Um, but I am called to walk my own walk according to God's plan for my life, which I am doing so. Um, but having said that, you know, certain things in Scripture are very, very applicable to today's thing. And I think one thing I see here that is, is the churches were strengthened in their faith and they grew larger every day. I think we should see as we see strengthening, we will see growing um, because people are reaching a level of confidence to share their faith with other people. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'm not a person who likes to talk about what we lack, but I think what we do lack in the church today is the confidence to speak about our faith um, to others. Um, so I'm going to read on verse 6. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Pergia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Um, then coming to the borders of Messia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Mesia to, to the seaport of Troas. Um, to me, it sounds like they are in, in, in like a, a coastal inland where there's islands and they are boating island to island you know maybe like the bahamas i don't i mean i'm not saying that's where they're at but i'm saying i'm trying to give you a picture to kind of see where they're going island to island um but some places they are not able to go um verse 9 that night paul had a vision a man from macedonia in northern greece was standing there pleading with him come over to excuse me Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So we see verse verse 9, Paul had a vision, a man. It could have been a dream. Um, maybe Paul was sleeping and had a dream um, of a man in Macedonia. So that led them to believe that the gospel needed to go to Macedonia. And we boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across the island of Samothrace. And next day we landed at Neapolis. From there we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a river bank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. Excuse me. And we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. Verse 14, one of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart 
and she accepted what Paul was saying. She was baptized along with other members of her household, and she asked us to be her guest. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us again until we agreed. So I want to say something real quick. See, there is, like I said, scripture. I read it. It's a story. It's it's telling us the history of what happened many years ago. But there are things we can see in scripture and apply to today's um, life. And I think that's how we keep scripture in context is be careful when you read it to let it say and mean what it's trying to mean. Don't read it with some preconceived idea or notion um, to find somehow what benefits you and and read it, you know, trying to use it to your benefit or twist it or whatever it may be. But we see here that in verse 14, the woman who worshiped God, as she listened, the Lord opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart. It requires the Lord opening our hearts to accept the gospel message. Guys, you cannot criticize people for not seeing or believing in Jesus. It is not uh, the work of a human to open a heart. It is the work of Jesus Christ. That's the miracle. Um, Is that Christ will open the hearts of, of his people. Um, so verse 16, reading on one day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men, men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they gripped Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. (laughs) Um, The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And the city officials ordered them, stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten. And then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they did not escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks or shackles. Verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. 
He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Verse 31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. The next morning, the city officials sent to the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the, uh, the city officials have said, you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. But Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly. Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. So we see a pretty remarkable chapter 16 here um, where, where Paul um, and Silas were beaten with wood rods and, and uh, thrown in prison. And then we see a miracle um, and earthquake that takes place um, and ends up, the jailer ends up getting saved through the whole um, ordeal. But once again, we see Christ revealing himself um, to somebody who did not know him. And that is the going rate for the book of Acts is is... We constantly see these, um, you know, monumental miracles, um, unexplainable miracles. You cannot explain these in human words, but in the, they are quite frankly hard to believe. Um, but for me, it's not because I know God was creating um, a following and, and he was bringing believers who were predestined to believe back to himself through believing in Jesus. Um, and that's what we see in the book of Acts is just Jesus constantly revealing himself after his death, resurrection, ascension to heaven. Um, we see Paul as being one of the forerunners um, that is that here in Acts 16 is is in the spotlight of the message um, being used by God. He was very um, he was called for a very unique purpose. That does not make Paul special. 
Um, I do believe Paul needs to be respected, but Paul is just a human being. Um, he is just willingly going to do what he was called to do, and he is fully empowered by Jesus Christ, um, which makes doing it a joy and a delight. Um, you know, so we see once again, closing chapter 16, that Paul and Silas are out of prison and they're meeting again with believers and encouraging them. Um, so one more key foundation is the encouragement of believers. We should constantly, guys, be encouraging and loving one another. That should be a trademark of Christianity. And it shouldn't be something forced. It should come easily from the heart. And that is one of the ways you will know that Christ is is working in and through you. Um, thanks for tuning in and and getting to know God's word is is it's amazing. Um, you know, and I just want to say thank you and and I love you and I appreciate um, your willingness to listen and learn God's word. And and I'm telling you, you will reap the rewards of you know believing in Jesus and studying God's word it's those two have to go hand in hand there is no one without the other um so we will continue our journey chapter by chapter verse by verse through the new testament thank you for tuning in